Hi, friends. Welcome to the Rock Your Joy podcast. I'm your host, Anya Rock, a woman, artist, entrepreneur, mom, and high-performance coach. I'm working on becoming the best version of myself and inspiring others to do the same. This is my invitation to you to be part of the collective shifting of consciousness. Let's choose love. Let's choose joy. And let's rock your joy one day at a time. Hi, friends. Welcome back. My guest today is Jen Todd, founder and CEO of Shift Collective. Jen is a transformational coach and fellow Canadian based out of Ontario, Canada. She thrives on building communities in which women feel safe and supported to do their deepest work and is passionate about women finding strength in the struggle. She's overcome her own adversity, has four beautiful kids and a thriving business, and is full of joy. Welcome to the show, Jen. Thank you so much. I'm My so pleasure. happy to have you here. Thanks, Anya. So how are you today? You know what? Talk about rock your joy. <laughs> I am great today. I'm so excited to just be here and share time with you and uh, been really looking forward to this. Amazing. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. So tell us about your mission and what you, not only what you do with your work, but really who is Jen and what's your mission? Such a huge question. Um, my mission, honestly, is to allow women to experience a higher level of freedom. I think a lot of us are just really caught up in image or caught up in expectation. And my mission through both just my work and my own identity, which sometimes really overlap, right, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is to help um, give other people permission to show up as themselves, like to really authentically live into their own lives. And that's what brings me the most joy is when I see other people thriving like that. So amazing. I love that. Um, so tell us about your, your journey to Shift Collective. And you are based in Canada. Yes. Um, and I'm Canadian. So we had an instant. <laughs> I knew we had a connection. <laughs> we find each other, us Canadians. Yes. I love it. Um, but tell us a bit of how this evolved and how you came to be on this journey toward helping women find their full expression of freedom. Okay. So uh, I was in network marketing for about eight years. And the funny thing is I went in kicking and screaming. Like I, It's like I couldn't help myself. I wanted to step into it. But at the same time, I was afraid of the stigma attached to direct sales and network marketing. And when I got inside of it, I realized just what an amazing industry it is, especially for women, especially for recognition and inspiration and all of the things that a lot of us, you know, are maybe lacking. So I was a leader um, in my company for quite a few of the years I was with the company. And, and I also had a therapy clinic that I ran uh, at the same time. Life was great, loving it. And then I got a crazy wild health diagnosis. So um, it actually started out that I, I noticed I couldn't look at my underarms. Like I noticed when I was just in the shower, I wouldn't be able to look at them when I was shaving. And I went to my doctor and said, okay, I can't do this. I can't put my head this way. And of course her answer was, well, just don't look at your underarms. Then. <laughs> <laughs> and as a therapist, I went, okay, but I feel like I should be able to. And to make a long story short, I fought for a very specific type of CT scan for about eight months. I got it on a Friday and I was called into uh, a big center hospital on the Monday. And this was in March, five years ago. 
and it was a snowstorm. So my husband was at work, but the schools were all closed and I had to bring my kids. So we're sitting in this office and I remember the, um, the surgeon coming in and he's like, okay, we, we have great news. We know what's wrong. And then he put up the picture of my CT and being that I have a health background, I knew exactly that what I was looking at was not okay. So mm-hmm. I had eight aneurysms on my left vertebral artery leading up to wow. my brain. Yeah. It was just like, it was that, that image is sort of burned in my brain. It really mm-hmm. is. And so everything is going tickety boo and then bam, right? Like that happens and you leave the hospital a different person. I liken it to um, being stuck inside of a snow globe. It was like you're in there and you can still recognize what's going on around you, but the other people don't recognize what life looks like for you anymore. Right. And out of that, so I ended up having about six strokes, mini strokes. One was a little bit more serious. I was hospitalized for a while. Um, I, I walked away with absolutely zero deficit. Like I, it's a miracle. And um, I lived in a ton of fear in that time. And in saying that, it was the best time of my life. So when I'm thinking about what joy means to me, because I've been thinking about it a lot, joy doesn't equal happiness for me. It equals gratitude. So really that deep gratitude, right? When, when you just know that everything in this moment is okay, when you're not projecting into the future, when you're just right now. And I had to learn how to live in that state. And I've never had more freedom or joy in my life than when I was really sick. So, um, during that time I wrote a blog and it was really a way of processing my feelings and I had no inhibition. So I put it all out there, like ridiculous things, like leaving the hospital and crying so hard and having no Kleenex and having to get a used trampoline park park sock out of the glove box to wipe my (laughs) face. (laughs) I laugh now because it's like so crazy, but that was real life. And this is when I started living into like my freedom, truly, because I, up until that point, I'd always been really concerned about, you know, am I doing things right? And am I, am I projecting the right image? And I was really focused on what that looked like. I, I didn't feel free to be myself. So, you know. Do you think you knew that at the time or did it no, really take this? I did not know. Yeah. No. I don't think we do know until something shakes us. I don't think we do. And I think, I mean, my mission is once I, once I did that blog, people started coming out of the woodwork going, Jen, I feel isolated. I feel like I can't speak my truth. And that's sort of how Shift Collective was born and my realization that I'm not the only one. And it was mostly women. And so I got a little bit radical about it. <laughs> I was like, we are going to kick down the walls, ladies. Like, let's do this. And started it just as a passion project. It was an organization. We were coming together, doing retreats, doing teaching. Um, And within eight months, I had to retire from both of my jobs because it just got so busy and and the output was prolific. Like what was going on? I couldn't keep up with everything. So it really resonates with people. Yeah. Right. And you're right. We don't know until we're faced with something. But I believe that if you're given the right tools that you actually can know before you get that two by four. Mm, I call mm-hmm. it my two by four moment, right? Yeah. 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 And so out of that shift collective was born and you do 
retreats and coaching and you have a partner as well in in the the coaches? I do. Yes, yeah. Philip Wright, he's amazing. Okay. Yeah. And so tell us how that evolution has changed you in your life and you know what does that look like? It's led to this really fulfilled empowered life. I would say I knew in direct sales that I loved coaching women. I knew that most of the fear, like our personal fear, affects our business, affects the impact that we can make on the world. Um, and I'm obsessed with impact. So I kind of took that that model of, I know exactly what these women need to break through to their next level, because I was already doing it, and implemented it into my work in Shift. And now I really specialize in female entrepreneurship but I really focus on the individual first. So when someone comes in for business coaching, we do a really deep dive into what are our personal limiting beliefs, right? What are our per- personal setbacks, all that kind of stuff. And then we go hard into business, but that has to be step one. Yeah. Personal. Yeah. Right. Because otherwise you're not making any of those, you're not taking the steps, even though you, so many people talk about the difference between what we know what we should be doing, but we're not. Why, what's that gap? Right? Yes. And that sounds like what you're you're really addressing. And sometimes people actually realize they should be doing something different, mm. which is a great thing, but a hard thing. Yeah. Right? We we Our identity can shift sometimes once we really get to the core of ourselves, I find. And I love that. Like it, I feel buzzed after every single coaching session, whether it's individual or group or whatever, every retreat, I literally am on top of the world, feel so great because women have shared their truth. And you do a lot of work with challenges. So physical, like when you're meeting in person, when you're doing these retreats in big groups, you're working um, you know, on having women sort of challenge themselves. What does that look like? And why do you think that's so important? In, I mean, I could guess, but tell us why. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so the foundation of our, our actual in-person retreats before COVID was very much physical. And I have to be honest, I didn't put that out there. It was like, okay, we're going to do the retreat. This is what we're going to work on. But, and the women knew they were to bring gym clothes, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but they didn't necessarily know what we were going to do because I think right away your inhibitions kick in. You're like, will I be good enough at this? Will I be as good as the other women? Am I strong enough? So I didn't want any preconceived notions. I just wanted people to enter into this space knowing we were going to come together in community for the day. That's so important that we, we're not meant to go this alone, I don't believe. And so the significance of the challenges was to um, put women in difficult situations where it looked very hard to get through the physical challenge, but where it was very possible if you're willing to ask for help. Mm. Because Huge. I think that's one of our barriers. We we just don't want to ask for help, but we want to help other people, right? Yeah. So not only did you have to ask for help, you'd have to be in close physical proximity, which is difficult for some people. Um, one of our activities is simply just getting on a log in a marsh. Um, come to find out later there were snakes, <laughs> didn't know. <laughs> Next level challenge, right? Right. And having to cross each other on the log. So eight women on a log, person from the, the left end has to make it to the right end. And it sounds so innocent, but it's really hard because the log is narrow 
and you have to really rely on other people and believe in yourself to do it. And the transformation that happens on the log is like none I've ever witnessed. It is amazing. So that's amazing. It's just women step away with a sense of belief in their own strength. Mm. Yeah. And I love that community building, right? That ability to ask for help and instantly connect when you know you can count on someone to hold you or to catch you or to be there. It's so powerful. So speaking of COVID, and I know you're making some adaptations as we all are. Yes. Um, not only I'm sure in your personal life, but also in your work. And so how is Shift how is Shift Collective adapting to the online COVID world? Because I would imagine women need this more than ever, right? We're now handling so much more in our homes and in our environments. And so how are you serving them now? And that's that's such a great question and a, a great observation. So I'm finding a lot of us, not just women, but that's you know predominantly who I work with, are experiencing high levels of anxiety and don't have the tools to cope because maybe we've never had that high level of anxiety before. So I'm doing a lot of work with the strategies you teach, actually, like just awareness and meditation and all of that kind of work with my group coaching clients, especially. And the retreats we've really brought online, and I honestly was really nervous to do that at the start. I thought, we're going to lose that connection being on a Zoom call. So, And I can't say that's happened. Hmm. Why do you think that is? Well, we, we definitely use breakout rooms, and that, that is the catalyst for a lot of the community building on Zoom. But I think a lot of women who never would have gone to a live retreat are drawn to this because it involves a lower a lower level of vulnerability, hmm. first of all. So I get a lot of messages after it where people's minds are blown and they're like, I've never done anything like this. I can't believe a group of strangers actually see who I am in um, a matter of a few hours. I feel this deep sense of connection I've never felt before, a new trust for women. Because there's been some of that, that um, hurt in the past for some women. Um, so yeah, it's actually, it's different, but it's going great. And it's giving me the opportunity to work with people whom I would never have had the opportunity who are on the other side of the world. Um, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're not bound by no those physical, will there be any aspects that you'll take with you as we move into the new, new normal, new, whatever we come yeah. out? Absolutely. I don't know what that looks like, Quite yet, Anya, but I definitely will. I I think that this, so one thing we do is we really speak into each other at the end of the day and and learning how to receive that, um, the positive words of affirmation is such a mind-blowing experience for people and it's hard to not deflect it. So I want to incorporate more of that into the physical retreats and I'm going to keep the online retreats. Like I said, it's created this global tiny community that it's super exciting to work within. Yeah. So I will, I will do both. As impact is really so important to you, your impact is so much bigger when you can get online with the world. It is. Which is beautiful. Thank you. I admire that about you as well. Oh, thank so, you. Yeah. Thank you. Well, for me too, COVID has you know created this space for me to figure out how do we navigate? What tools do I already have? And how do I share those with my audience? And realizing that in many ways, 
many of us have been getting ready for this, you know, our whole life. And so if we can just share some of these tools and some of these ways of being that help just deflect some of that anxiety and soothe some of that unknown, then we can make a bigger impact. Absolutely. So as a mom, you've got four beautiful kids Mm -hmm. and a coach and working the shift, you know, with Shift Collective. How do you balance it all? I don't think I do. (laughs) (laughs) I'm all about keeping it real, girl. I don't balance. Um, I... I strive for balance. It's always, I I was going to say in the back of my mind, but it's not. It's in the very front of my mind. And sometimes I achieve it and sometimes I don't. And I think the difference is, is I used to beat myself up over not achieving balance. And now I give myself more grace. Mm. How do you know when you are in a space? Because balance, I think, looks so different for all of us. How do you know when you're in that space? Of balance? Mm Mm-hmm of not feeling pulled in too many directions at once. And that really comes from me being proactive and either planning for a busier time, needing to take some things off of my plate, or planning for failure, which is a lot about what my online retreats are about. And I've adopted a lot of that. So a lot of times we just, we go, we think things are going to be easy. And then adversity hits or things don't go the way we expect them to, and we fall apart. And so I'm trying to plan for things to not always go the way I expect for, you know, the difficulties so I can step into them with a plan. And when I don't feel that sense of confusion or busyness or frazzled, that's when I know I'm kind of in my flow because, you know, I heard a term a long time ago that mom sets the mood. (laughs) Mom sets the mood and it's such a massive responsibility to carry on our shoulders, but it's a privilege. And so I really try and set the mood. I really try and think about how is my energy going to affect the kids? So do we always have that state of balance? Like I said, no, we don't. Do I model that I am working toward that? Yes, Mm -hmm. I do. We communicate a lot with the kids. Which is big. Yeah. How do you find space and time for yourself? What does that look like? Especially (laughs) space is like the new... There is no space, Anya. <laughs> I have a really great closet. Um, <laughs> that I lock. <laughs> that I lock with a really great dark chocolate bar. Um, or sometimes I go up to the tree house that we have on our property. <laughs> like hilarious, but so true. I've taken, I, I actually climbed up through the tiny hole with a latte the other day. And I was like, this is, this is amazing. I am a mom ninja. Um, I also have a studio on my property. We're blessed to live in the country. So we have a lot of space right now compared to, you know, living in the city. And I do come out to my studio, which is my workspace, but I've adapted it so that I can also come out here for a quiet time. It's just about, a, it's a mindset thing. So you don't feel like you're coming to work all the time, right? Right. Having some boundaries, which is Uh, so important during COVID. (laughs) Have boundaries between work and life. The big B word. Yes. (laughs) The big B. Yeah. Yes. Are you finding the same? You're really having to uh, Yes. boundaries? I, I found that I had to start really recognizing that I wasn't setting them enough. And, you know, even just simple things like locking my door when I'm in a session or just... If I don't ask for it, no one is giving it to me. And so it's so important for us to recognize what we need and be listening 
that's the big thing for me. I have to be paying attention because I might not need it what today, what I need tomorrow. But to be able to say, okay, I'm feeling this is now, how do I ask for what I need? And then communicate that to my family. So it is a big responsibility, but we're modeling it for our, for our children as well to be able to ask for what they need and be able to become conscious of their own boundaries. And it's great for our kids to see this. Yes. So if we can go and say, you know what, mom is feeling this way today. So this is the action I'm going to take to recharge. Yeah. I mean, that certainly wasn't modeled for most of us as children, just because the awareness wasn't there, not intentionally, not just the awareness wasn't there like it is now. And I think it's great, especially for my daughters to see Mm -hmm. that. Me too. Right. So yeah. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. So Rock Your Joy is all about cultivating joy. And I love that you touched on this idea of joy, not just equating to happiness, but how are you rocking your joy? How are you cultivating more joy in your life these days? Great question. Um, Honestly, my highest level of joy I experience is when I am in community with other like-minded people, when I'm making connections Uh, Doing things like this, like this brings joy to me in a a massive way, getting to share with, like I said, a like-minded community, but also just doing the little things. So I think a lot of times we look for joy in the great big, you know, events in life. Yeah. And we forget to just notice and forget to honor that little pause if we have it during the day and go, what around me is absolutely just bringing me joy right now or so beautiful So I think a high level of awareness helps me to rock my joy. And I also just doing little fun things like surprising a friend with flowers or um, sending a a handwritten note, like just the simplest things are, are what joy is for me. Beautiful. Health, wellness, family, love, self-love. Right. That's joy. Yeah. Because a lot of people strive for happy. We, we look and search our whole lives for happy, and we think that is joy. But we're also looking on the external for happy. That's it. Right? That's and I, it. I always think of stringing together moments of joy, those oh, tiny beautiful. moments, and then you realize we are always sort of trained to think of the big moment of joy, the jumping in the air, like everything is so that feeling of energy and they do exist, but I, I really, especially now when there's sort of so many extremes of emotion, and I'm sure you see this with the women you work with, like everything is a 10, not feeling Absolutely. anything yep. small. And so to be able to just find these little moments of joy and love, and I love that you brought self-care and yes. self-love. And it's definitely a hot topic right now, yeah. um, but do we really know what it means? Like, I think there's a real, uh, a journey. There's a journey that we need to step into toward self-care and self-love. It's never just going to land on our doorstep. Kind of like motivation. We're waiting for it. (laughs) (laughs) It's never landed on mine. So we have to take that responsibility and, and own it and go, I can create this for myself. And I can empower other people around me by stepping into that truth. It almost gives people permission when you take that bold step, yeah, I watch it all of the time in my work. When someone steps out and either shares their bold truth or their, you know, authentic self or something they're they're a little bit afraid to share, 
it gives everybody else in the group permission to step into it as well. And we all rise together when we do that. And I love that. Like that's joy. Yeah. It's beautiful. I love the work you're doing. Thank you, girl. You are a source of joy in the world. And it's really been wonderful to read the stories of the women you're impacting in your social media. And, you know, every time I get to see you in person or virtually, you just do have such a wonderful, joyful energy. So I so appreciate you coming on and sharing your story. We're going to put your links in the show notes, but tell us where to find you and how can people be part of the Shift Collective? Well, thank you. Right now, Instagram is what I'm really working on. Um, so Shift Collective is my handle. And also same on Facebook. We are Shift Collective. And for our website, we're shiftcollective.ca. Okay, great. Keeping it Canadian, girl. Yeah. <laughs> um, rooted. Yeah. We are rooted. I love it. Yeah. No, I'm, and I'm such like a, I want to be a global influencer, truly. But I really wanted that .ca. Yeah, and that's so fun. I love it. Um, so we're doing online retreats. Um, they are going to continue into the fall, and all the information is on our website. I really, really just love what comes out of them. So that that's my baby right now. Amazing. Where I want to send people. Yeah. So what would be the like if someone was thinking? I wonder if this is for me. I wonder how do I, how do they know? What's the tug that lets them know that? this would be right for them? That they are feeling maybe at a standstill, at a crossroads in their life. They are feeling that they're too busy. Mm. They're lacking clarity. <laughs> that they're feeling um, maybe a sense of a, of a pull in a new direction, but they're just not sure what it is, right? Yeah. I've also heard, uh, like I mentioned before, just that want to come out of hiding. Mm. That is... That's what we do. We help bring people out of hiding and experience that high level of freedom. Because when you have that, you're just a different person. You're, you are vibrating at a different level Yeah. for you and your family and everyone around you. So I think if you're in a tough space, it's a great option. But I also think if you just want more for your career, it's a great, it's a great space for that as well. Or community. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Great. Well, I can't wait to see how it evolves post-COVID. And um, thank you again for being on the show. Thank you. So wonderful. It was a pleasure. Thanks, Anya. Thanks. If you love this podcast, and I so hope you did, please subscribe. That way you'll get real-time updates anytime I post a new episode. Feeling inspired and want to share the joy? Leave a review so others can find the podcast more easily. Want to hang out more with me? You can find me on the interwebs at www.anyarock.com. That's A-I-N-E-R-O-C-K. And I'm also on Instagram at Anya underscore healthy living. Till next time, rock your joy. This episode was produced by Dante32.